0: i don't think i've ever written about something that wasn't real and like something that i haven't personally experienced so everything is just straight from like how i feel and like my brain
1: this is champagne is also a band podcast one songwriter one song i'm sven your host for a journey into the music of champagne urbana recorded in the blue box studio with a songwriter from the champagne urbana music scene past or present champagne is also a band podcast is proud to be a part of the champagne showers podcast network Welcome to Champagne Is Also a Band podcast. Today, I have Allie from Taurus Hate Club. So, Allie, welcome to the show.
0: Thank you. Good to be back.
1: And you may know Allie from episode 78. Today, we're going to be talking about her new EP, Sharks in the Swimming Pool well let's just jump in so by the time that this comes out you will have released this ep and it will be released on the 8th of december yes i guess without further ado let's just talk about the ep yeah i know that you have more than six songs mm-hmm. in your repertoire mm-hmm. but how did you kind of handpick and put these specific songs together
0: There were a few factors that came into play because originally Old Enough was supposed to be on the EP just because it's never been like released. But then I realized it just didn't fit with the timeline i the songs are scattered not all of them are from like the same time frame or whatever most of them are like pretty recent and not only that a lot of them have like dynamics to them and old enough just like didn't fit with that it's just Hmm. something i don't see more than like being acoustic so i wanted songs of mine that i could like actually work with and create something that wasn't just like me and my guitar
1: and off mic you had mentioned that your next step in Taurus Hate Club is to have a full band.
0: Yes, yes. I'm very excited about that. Yeah, Yeah,
1: so we have maybe that to look forward to in 2024. Mm -hmm.
0: Absolutely.
1: I'm very excited to hear that. Now, I kind of want to do another overgeneralization about this EP. Mm -hmm. Is that although you explore different aspects of kind of expanding your sound, the majority of the pieces on this EP are what people kind of expect to hear from you right now. So it's like you and an acoustic. Mm -hmm. Talk a little bit about kind of that decision instead of wanting to kind of flesh it out for people now. Instead of just kind of jumping into that new band sound Mm -hmm. now with the EP, it seems very deliberate that you chose to have it be your voice and an acoustic with some some embellishments as well.
0: Yeah, so it's... Just very me. While I am super excited to like jump into performing with the band and everything, I feel like the majority of the people that like have seen me play multiple times, they know what to expect. Oh, I just play the same things over and over. Like I feel like people are going to get tired of me. But like, yeah, there are some people that like know what to expect from you, but a lot of people don't. Like a lot of people Mm. don't know who I am. And so uh, to put something out there that like pretty much just shows me like at the core I thought that was important for a first release. Hmm. Yeah. Something like very true to myself.
1: I think what's neat about this EP with that, I don't want to say strip down because I don't think that it's missing anything, Mm -hmm. but just where it's just you in your element, I feel like that also gives that, I don't know, should I say like a vulnerable kind of sound to it, where it's just yeah. like, there's not a lot for you to hide behind, right? Yeah. Like you, yeah. your musicianship has to come through your voice and your acoustic guitar. Mm-hmm. Now, not to say that there aren't other guitars that are mixed in there as well, but the majority of the sound is just you and your guitar. So yeah. I, I feel like that, that has this, that feel that kind of exactly part of what i like about your work thank you you know so that's i I guess it still felt very very true to you Mm -hmm. and the way that you perform
0: thanks well that makes me look at it differently because you know like everyone has second guesses about Mm. uh, i'm just kind of nervous to release it there are different elements to it it was fun like playing around with adding things like i don't know synth and stuff like that but uh, like i mean it really is just acoustic I don't know. You know, sometimes I get worried that maybe it's not enough, but mm, it's a good way to look at it.
1: I guess jumping in, you know, I feel like going from the start of the EP all the way to the end, you're working with Larry Gates, who listeners will remember is from episode 90. You recorded in the Little Red Recovery Room. Yes. And so I'm assuming Larry also... Uh, mixed and mastered mm-hmm. Okay yeah. uh-huh. Excellent excellent. The whole thing <laughs> So I had this weird observation That I don't know if this was intentional But it just The feel Of the I want to say the arc Whether the songs necessarily connect In a storyline But at least the sound I feel like Sharks in the Swimming Pool You, Your guitar Has a more harsh quality And it kind of goes from Harsh to more of this Cleaner Maybe brighter sounding Mm -hmm. guitar and also your vocals start in a very reverby kind of, granted that starts with sharks in the swimming pool and I imagine that's you, maybe even in a swimming pool, kind of not muddled, but Mm -hmm. you know, and I feel like you, even your voice gets clearer towards the end of the ep Mm -hmm. and has less effects on it and it's like more and more of just you and the guitar in a i guess in a in a way Mm -hmm. so i i just thought that that was interesting but i will finally jump even though i've tried (laughs) i will finally jump into the first song on the ep which is sharks in the swimming pool i'm always curious about the first song chosen on any collection of work so Mm -hmm. and then also to have that be the title of the ep Mm -hmm. so i'm curious about this song in particular why did you feel you wanted to use that as the name for the the ep
0: well one i just thought it sounded cool (laughs) so i had been debating quite a few names honestly i don't even remember what the options were now but um none of them like related to any of the songs on the ep And so I just started, like, searching through the songs that were on the EP and, like, seeing what lyrics from there would fit. That's how the EP title came about. I just stole it from one of the songs. So, yeah. Yeah.
1: Mm -hmm. And then to have that be the first song on the EP. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. So chronologically speaking, I believe that is the oldest one of them that I wrote. To me, it made sense to, like, start with it because, I guess, in a timeline sense that's you know how it started but yeah it's just very vulnerable there's nothing to it like the sound of it was very very intentional and um and honestly working with larry he probably didn't want to make it as um echoey I-, I love a good reverb moment i he'll tell you i love a good reverb moment but yeah no that was very intentional just me and my guitar and i wanted it to sound like it was coming from like a big room or like a literal like abandoned swimming pool Oh, Um, so yeah
1: yeah one of my notes was it it's like uh it's like performing at a venue too Mm -hmm. like just yeah. Like you had an open mic. I almost want to say like that, that was what I was thinking. No,
0: that was the goal. So, yeah.
1: Nice. So, even like diving into the roots of this song, like my interpretation and like within the scope of the lyrics and the music and then combine that with the title, I think about how it's, it's about not feeling safe in a spot where you should be. Be feeling safe, mm-hmm. like a swimming pool. Mm-hmm. It's like there are supposed to be lifeguards. There's supposed to be, you know, the water is safe, mm-hmm. but why would sharks be there? Something very dangerous mm-hmm. in something that should be safe. Yeah. So I don't that I, that's kind of my observation about it. I i don't know if you want to go into some of the specifics of the lyrics. Le- yeah, no, that's
0: um, yeah. Um I mean I guess, yeah, I like that interpretation. I guess my version Of sharks in the swimming pool kind of relates to the saying like skeletons in the closet Um, so just kind of things that not secrets but like stuff you got going on i don't want to say baggage but for lack of better words baggage okay (laughs) yeah
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. One of the notes that I had was just it. It feels like it's the the blaming of oneself for another person's actions.
0: Oh my god, my therapist tells me that all the time. Uh, <laughs> I do that. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I could see
1: that. <laughs> but I want to make sure I understood the the opening line. Because mm-hmm. um, I don't know why, but lately I've been focusing on like what is the opening line of a song. Mm-hmm. And is that kind of the treatment or the statement of the idea? Mm-hmm. You know, like, mm-hmm. is, is that the introduction or is that a mislead? I mean, maybe that's, yeah. I don't know why my brain works that way. But, mm-hmm. and correct me if I if I have the the lyrics wrong, I write really poorly. <laughs> but it, it starts off with this, maybe I was strong and then sounds about right, you maybe. know.
0: Yeah. No, maybe I was wrong. <laughs>
1: <See? That's laughs> no, to
0: be fair i don't enunciate very well
1: so but okay yeah. <laughs> i mean that's that's fine i mean it was i I, d- I feel i feel embarrassed because no, there was okay. a moment where i was like is that wrong or strong <laughs> maybe that was my hope for you is that you know maybe you were strong in a perfect you know?
0: world yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> but yeah maybe i was wrong sounds about right okay yes Mm -hmm. and then that actually maybe i was wrong Mm -hmm. sounds about right so i wrote this kind of and and it's like now it's a mess looking at it it's like wish i knew where you were where you were now Mm -hmm. and i know that that's not the the first line but these are two lines that kind of stuck out to me and i feel like my really simple question or complex question is when you are saying wish i knew where you were is that you you or is that another person you?
0: I love how smart that would make me if I wrote about my future self. But no, it was totally about someone else.
1: Okay. Yeah. No, but I mean, that, that's the, the great thing about lyrics is they can have their own life. Mm-hmm. And it's like you can, like literally any other songwriter, feel free to... Argue with me, but I feel like your creation is about 10% of what the overall impact mm-hmm. of people listening and hearing and interpreting themselves. Oh, yeah, I agree. So, I, but I just thought it was really interesting of this, like maybe I was wrong, but also you having this reflection back on you know mm-hmm. you you yourself like okay well even if i was wrong like where am i now yeah like
0: no i like that yeah. so basically where that line came from i'm big on like you know like when people uh, see the three numbers in a row like if i see like angel numbers or anything i totally think it's intentional for a reason and i see them all the time so i guess at that point like i was just seeing a bunch of signs and this was like two years ago seeing a bunch of like quote-unquote signs and like angel numbers and stuff like that and like for lack of better words like wishing on a lucky star like that kind of thing like i don't know no answers i i didn't yeah i just had a lot of questions back then i don't know
1: you know i would never have assumed that that's where this song came from the second song the fourth you know i i love how In some ways your lyrics are very literal sounding having talked to you before I know that there's a little bit more depth to them than Mm -hmm. just it's just a literal thing Mm -hmm. this is where you're starting to add more additional like backing vocals and like it's starting to kind of become a little bit clearer Mm -hmm. the guitar still has a good level of like dissonance to it I ended up doing notes and kind of like these are what I'm interpreting some of the lyrics to be. And then others are just a few words to describe what I think when I'm listening to this song. So, I wrote loss, memories, and holding on. Mm-hmm. I find it interesting that you've used the device of a specific date that everyone, at least people in the United States, can <laughs> focus on and say like, okay, I know that date and I know... You know, I know about the fireworks, I know about the picnics, I know about people getting together. And then using that as kind of the pivot point for like all the stuff that happens around it. And Mm so I don't want to like go like super in depth, you know, for my interpretation. But I'm kind of curious about where, where the roots of that song are.
0: So it was written on the 4th how it came about was that my friend saw someone who I knew who we don't talk about anymore. And that's pretty much it. She saw them and she texted me about it. And then as I like get reminded of this person, sometimes it just makes me like, I don't know. It makes me sad sometimes. And so I guess not that July 4th is inherently a fun day or anything, or it's not like, I don't know, Christmas, but you do have like the fireworks to look forward to and tailgating and stuff like that. Like, I don't know picnics and so then i was just like why do i feel so weird on a day that's supposed to just be like so carefree and yeah like the line it all comes to an end like it's all fine until it's not you know what i mean
1: yeah 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 and then never really free Mm -hmm. that was the part where i thought it was maybe this memory based thing where it's just like that stain on you from something or an event or a person that just It never lets go of you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like some of the additions of the vocals. And I think there was a second guitar in there added in. I think so.
0: Yeah. You know, maybe Uh just
1: kind of fleshing out the guitars Mm -hmm. the guitar sound a little bit more it's kind of ramping up to you know the more and more sound i which i i just love the third song don't know why again if i'm looking at like the first few lines it gets me a little like worried like i'm (laughs) like okay where is this song gonna go i was having a hard time i guess i was thinking about how within a song which point is the character in Mm-hmm. Like, is this the now now? Or mm-hmm. is this the later now? Or is this the, you know, when yeah. when the story is being told? So, is this... And maybe this is... People think that this is irrelevant. And maybe it is. But I, I try to think about, like, when the character is there standing telling the story, at what point are they st- telling the story starting right at the beginning? Are they looking back to an event? And I feel like that first line of... And I hope I got this right. Car ride blackout mm-hmm. you tried to help out yes you know in terms of the timeline when it says you tried to help out mm-hmm. that makes me think okay so this is someone reflecting back on this part of the story mm-hmm. but where are they now in the story so yeah it, it, it,
0: it, no uh, it makes sense that it's confusing you know, cuz it's it's kind of like all over it, it is about now and it's about back then and it, it's it's about like <laughs> before and everywhere in between so that very first line, car ride blackout, was about, like, before, obviously. You Tried to Help Out, I guess, was about before, too. But it it goes through over the course of a, of a month, I would say, if we're calling it a story. Like, that's how it took course, I guess. So not everything was written... It, it, i don't know how to explain it. it it's kind of confusing it was written like in the moment but it was also like reflecting back so there are elements of both i guess
1: this one i'm curious like was that the first line that you came yeah. up with uh-huh. okay that's it's sometimes people wait like, actually it was, no oh
0: i think it the first thing that came to my mind was just i don't know why and i just mm. know i i just like literally heard like i don't know why in my mind and i knew that i wanted to like have that be the thing that i repeat most in the song and then everything else was just framed around that so yeah. yeah that was the first one i guess
1: i'm curious so what was the event that you're looking back on
0: honestly i was going through it and i had to deal with some stuff i had a friend that helped me and then didn't (laughs) didn't stick around that's pretty much what it's about and it's also like my own internal struggle i guess in the mix of all that so sure mm
1: -hmm. well because it it has that line of i don't want to think about it Mm -hmm. i don't want to think about it and then i don't want to think which i think is an interesting kind of like pause i like how the absence of words that were there before Mm -hmm. changed the meaning completely Mm -hmm. the idea of like wanting to figure out why but you don't really want to think about it, mm-hmm. and I appreciate that. This is the first song that starts incorporating some synth sounds yeah. and like some different embellishments. I I don't know, mm-hmm. like I don't feel like even those embellishments are not put in in a way that it overrides all the other the characteristic of the song, mm-hmm. right? So it's it's more there for atmosphere, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although I do I do think that the synth sound that's used has like a little bit of grittiness a little bit of biting to Mm -hmm. it that i feel like adds to the characteristic of the song i like how it's there but it's not there Mm -hmm. you know
0: yeah no it's good to hear because like we wanted it to just be something that wasn't a distraction you Mm -hmm. know i I didn't want it to be like too big and while i think like it does go with the song it also doesn't like. It seems like maybe it shouldn't be mm. there. You wouldn't think that it would fit with the vibe of the song. Mm. I don't know. It was kind of intentional. Like, yeah, we just wanted something kind of weird and
1: maybe that it's that gritty mm-hmm. that makes it seem a little bit out of place. Yeah, but yeah, I mm-hmm. can see. I could see that. But I thought that that was like just establishing an additional emotional tone to the song.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: The fourth song, Isabel. So, one of the things that I thought about, you know, again, with the the lines that I included as, as kind of the descriptors that I added, I said, like, changing, but also, like, this idea of living two lives, like, oh. being, like, the life that you have when you're with this person and the life that you have when you're without this person, yeah. but in the end, it's really just, it's all one life, but it's just this weird switch because of being with another person that you care about a lot in the end it doesn't necessarily change who you are it just makes you feel different mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and and that's kind of that was my overall interpretation with that yeah. but uh, yeah. like there's a line I hope I got correct it's mm-hmm. um, in my notes she lives inside of you yeah and so again there's that whole like you you and mm-hmm. the other yeah. you um, <laughs> yeah. but then also with this context of the two lives is like is that you you or you you <laughs> yeah and, and for those that are listening that's me pointing away and me pointing back at myself for the you and you yeah so that line stuck out to me and i'm just curious about like yeah. that, that thought
0: so isabel is my best friend and the song is basically about her in general Some moments of me, like, obviously missing my best friend. She goes to school in Chicago. No, but that line is uh, about her. The lyrics before mentions, like, baby with eyes so blue and how, like, she still lives inside of, you know, my best friend. Like, at heart, she is very much this innocent, in my eyes, can do no wrong, like, Mm. perfect angel. (laughs) Right. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. You even use the angel yeah. term as well yeah. you said Isabel is a friend from way back when
0: yeah right? so um i mean we met in sixth grade and we've just been mm-hmm. best friends ever since
1: it's weird when the friends that Somehow can weather the change of you mm-hmm. and also you accept the change of them. And yeah,
0: absolutely. Somehow
1: that connection always remains, whether you see them every day or you see them every two years or mm-hmm. one year or whatever. Partially, it's also me reflecting on. Not everybody has that kind of a connection with another person. I know. So that kind of...
0: We talk about that a lot. It's weird. In a superiority complex type way. Like, obviously, every pair of best friends probably thinks that they're, like, the closest pair of best friends on the planet. We talk about it all the time, though. Like, I wonder if anyone, like, actually is as close as we are. And, like... Because, in a sense, she is every conscious part of me. Like, I mean, we basically grew up together. We went through every... Most important like uh live what's the word um Life milestones of- oh, okay. together okay. Yeah, yeah yeah i mean she is and she knows pretty much every single version of me and so when she's away it's like those versions that are very like true to myself and like before i was influenced by like the world around me is gone
1: so the question i'm sure that people will have is is the the recording at the end with
0: oh my gosh yeah i forgot about that yeah (laughs) so that's just a little silly thing um no
1: that's great (laughs) not to embarrass anybody Mm -hmm. but was that a real recording that (laughs) someone recorded for you or you did or what i i don't know what the
0: i stole it straight from my snapchat i just knew that i wanted like a little voice memo from her in it but doing it intentionally like asking her to record something would just feel like weird she hasn't heard it yet so it is like kind of like a surprise like for her um and she knows it exists but she hasn't heard it like fully fleshed out in the ep form so while it obviously is for other people that song is like mainly just for her and so it is silly but it is for her so i think it was important to add something that she would laugh about
1: so isabel also brings in a second guitar an electric guitar yeah. it sounds like there's some overdub with the acoustic as well mm-hmm. but then there's also very subtly a tambourine that kind of comes in yeah and it just it adds this kind of impulsion that wasn't really there before mm-hmm. and kind of a, a driving I- I'm curious like how did that happen? Like, uh-huh. I'm like, oh, that makes so much sense. But at the same time, who is like, you know what would be great here is a tambourine. And I don't think every, yeah. uh, you know what I mean? I'm just curious about how that happened.
0: Yes, that is fully Larry's vision. I I don't know if you've ever heard Dream Song by Samia. That she has a, like, you know, like a big moment where it's just heavy on the harmonies. That was my vision. I knew I wanted it to be a little, like, distorted at that electric guitar. He was like, I really hear, like, a big, like, chill noise and i was like okay let's do it and he took out his tambourine and i just started whacking it so yeah no that was totally his vision
1: i'm just waiting for somebody to be like yeah so we were listening to the recording and somebody knocked over a tambourine (laughs) on the floor and i was like that's it right i'm just waiting for somebody to (laughs) tell a story like that right
0: because how do you how do you like unintentionally get a tambourine in there
1: moving on to the fifth song Best I've ever been. Mm -hmm. So when it starts out, the guitar—was it still your guitar, or was this someone else's guitar? Because it sounds very like, um, I bright and round. Yeah. So I, I just was like, ooh.
0: No, I'm, I'm ninety percent sure that we used Larry's Taylor guitar. Uh, Mm Ah, okay. Yeah, which big thank you to him because he shouldn't trust that in my position. very clumsy so
1: there's a new brightness warmness and you know as I've mentioned before is that there's kind of this transition from like kind of a harsh sound or like kind of a gritty sound that is kind of muddied and then it gets clearer and clearer which I think is just kind of a fun arc mm-hmm. in a certain way for, for this album and and this kind of solidifies that idea is because that guitar sound all of a sudden changes character and in, in such a way that it makes it very warm mm-hmm. and inviting and and then to top it all off after the that guitar introduction there's a different voice there yeah, so yeah. tell me about adding another person to sing on your ep
0: it only felt right well the song wasn't actually gonna even be on the ep but i don't know larry liked it and i i Liked it and we thought might as well. We've got time. Michael was in town. Yeah, so he wrote that entire first verse that he sings, and then I wrote mine, obviously. And it, it's like a five minute song, but we cut it down for the recording. It really was a creation of both of us because the things that we do sing together came from both of us and we obviously like agreed on you know how we wanted it to sound even the repeating of please don't go it really just was a project for both of us that we worked on equally and it only felt right to have them in there
1: okay Mm -hmm. so that brings an interesting element up to this point all the songs that were written and performed were solely from your creative vision yeah now when you incorporate another person who's going to write lyrics for the first verse and then you complete the other verses did you already have the second verse written and i'm just curious about the the direction and maybe even the timing about the collaboration in order to make one piece that makes mm-hmm. sense together
0: so the song was originally called bomer prairie or spomer prairie we don't know the name and that's why we changed it um, because it was written at meadowbrook and this was back in 2021 that's kind of our, our place we go there we hang out a lot at that like wooden structure on the trail mm. and then we play guitar there a lot and we wanted to write a song and so we went out there we sat down and we wrote a song in real time and kind of just like gave each other good like 15 minutes to flesh out some, you know, our own verses. And we mm. set it to chords.
1: It sounds like there wasn't any specific intention or direction. Or did you say like, we're going to write a song about.
0: I remember um, wanting to have a specific not a topic, but like direction for it to go in. And that just didn't work because we're two very different people who see things very differently. Mm. And so I kind of wrote about my experience in being young and getting older because I believe at the time I was 19. And so my perspective of my existence in the community kind of just changed, you know, as Mm. you get older. And he just didn't have that experience Because we are, I don't know, we're two different people. We have different communities that we belong to. And so his was just about his daily life uh, and his, you know, feelings and stuff like that. And mine was, I guess, more specific.
1: I'm just curious then, the incorporation of the call and response of Mm -hmm. the please don't go. How do you feel that that fit with both of the verses?
0: I mean, it was something that we, um, we both agreed that it was just a good way to end it so we obviously wanted to repeat it and uh, we just wanted to play around with like how we could do that and not make it boring so Mm. we kind of just agreed that like hey you go first i'll go second we'll kind of bring it together at the end and then yeah
1: yeah somehow in my mind i wanted to bring those two parts together and i couldn't tell how do I say this? The first verse, you gave me no prompts on this. So, mm-hmm. I had to assume based upon the lyrics and the way that it was written, it didn't sound like you. Mm-hmm. So, it, it does make sense. It's yes. appropriate that Michael was the one to sing yeah. the lyrics <laughs> yeah, that yeah. he wrote.
0: I think it is. Like, if you know my writing, it is very obvious. So, that's, that's
1: but it's so not mine. I guess in my mind, just now picturing the, the writing... Happening over at Meadowbrook, and I'm pretty sure I can pi- picture exactly what wooden structure you're referring yeah, to. So, yeah, uh-huh. um, is that the one just off of Race Street? That yeah, I think that so. Yeah, Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, we don't yeah. do it
0: very often. It was very cold. I think it was January or, or December, and we were very cold. And we were kind of just like, well, it was motivation to write right. because it's it's really hard for me to collaborate with people. It's like my mm. brain just shuts down when I'm around. like, I can't. I don't know. It's hard to write with people. It was cold and so that was we gotta write a song gotta finish it and get out so we are not cold so
1: yeah (laughs) why do you think you find it difficult to collaborate with another person
0: i wish it was easy for me but i think because writing is well one i get like very not insecure necessarily Mm. but like kind of worried like are they judging like are, are they judging my writing like you know and also because i don't think i've ever written about something that wasn't real Hmm. and like something that i haven't personally experienced so everything is just straight from like how i feel and like my brain because it is that vulnerable i know that personally i have a hard time being vulnerable with people so that's probably Hmm. why just i Hmm. i just shut down you know
1: you look at it from like the animal perspective of like being vulnerable means that you are you become prey Mm -hmm. you know yeah um yeah i know that we're specifically wired for those kind of Kinds of defense. Yeah, Um, no, that
0: makes sense. And I think there's a bit of charm about it. I I think... I like when people aren't, like, up there and, like, perfect. I like Mm. a little quirk to it. So I don't mind being, uh, you know, like, weird and awkward on stage because it's real.
1: You heard it first. That's why you go to live shows. (laughs) Catch the quirk.
0: Catch the quirk, yeah. Yeah.
1: So let's talk about the last song, 305, Mm -hmm. which I feel like this is... Kind of an add-on mm-hmm. just because of the way that it changes the sound yeah. all together yeah, yeah yeah, so I, d- I don't know do you see this as as part of the ep as part of the whole storyline or like because i don't
0: I, oh, okay i do see I'm it cur- as like a little bonus and you know what now that i think about it in this sense maybe it is a good kind of peek into what's to come in the future for mm-hmm. my like sound and stuff like that Um, but no, I didn't know what to do with this song. But the funny thing is that Larry was actually so dead set on like recording this as a full band because he saw me play it here at Svenstock in Mm. what was it, twenty twenty two? Um, yes. and he was actually with Robert Bales. They were here watching me and I played 305 and he told me, gosh, I just see, like, I have such a vision for this song. So he brought in Robert Bales, who was also with him watching the acoustic version. And I kind of let him do his thing with it because sure. I didn't have much of a vision for it. So, wow.
1: Yeah. How does that feel in terms of like your song inspired somebody to want to flesh it out in a way that maybe you couldn't Mm -hmm. picture
0: it's nice because as someone who's like never recorded before i get intimidated by how many options there are there are so many ways you can record music and so many things you can do with it and i think larry was a wonderful person to work with especially for a first project because when he sees things, like he knows how to bring them to life. And yeah, he's got the knowledge to do it and he's got the talent. And so that was nice, especially like having no mm-hmm. direction and no creativity for that kind of stuff. That That is a world that I don't know, you know, producing. Yeah. It's just, yeah.
1: You know, props to engineers. Yeah, absolutely. You know, that's, that is, I guess that's the extra special spice on that. Sandwich that you know you you've brought the bread you've brought yeah. the meat but you but you know, know to they it. add they add the the mustard absolutely I don't know <laughs> absolutely <laughs> yeah but it's what in the end kind of gives that extra character mm-hmm. that maybe you can't pull out of yourself yeah. and so I agree they get to take that vision so uh, props to props to engineers because yeah. they do they do the Lord's work no <laughs> I
0: don't <laughs> yeah no it's true it's true
1: all right well here's the unfair thing. Do you have a favorite song on the EP?
0: Hmm. I think vibe wise, Sharks in the Swimming Pool. Because again, I said I love a good reverb moment. That is my favorite thing. Just music that sounds like it's coming from a huge echoey room. That's my favorite thing. So that one for the vibe and the sound. And then lyric wise, I think don't know why. Hmm. Yeah. If you have the time and if you should want to, it is meant to be listened to in the order that it's put mm. out. I thought about it very carefully. Most of the songs are similar in terms of the fact that it is mainly just me and my acoustic guitar, but there is something different on each track that I like. And so hopefully there is a little bit of something for everybody.
1: Allie, it's been another great interview chatting with yeah. you and, you know, just hearing about your new EP and like the process and working with Larry Gates mm-hmm. and, I'm really excited to see what else comes about with this full band. Thank you. And maybe, maybe they'll be ready for Svenstock 2024. Oh,
0: absolutely. I bet we can make it happen somehow.
1: But anyway, thank you for being on the show again. Thank
0: you for having me. Thank you for listening to Champagne is also a band podcast. This is Allie of Tours Hate Club reminding you to check out my EP, Sharks in the Swimming Pool, and all streaming platforms now. Because great music is out there. Go find it where you live. you like unintentionally get a tambourine in there? Yay.
1: That's a wrap. Oh. Champagne is also a band. You almost have an NPR voice, <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> a studio, Peter, on the inside.
0: Because again, I said I love a good reverb <laughs>